With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello and welcome to the Anfield Index Podcast, episode 214. I'm Trev Downey coming to you from the slowly evolving study in my home in beautiful rural Ireland. And I'm joined for the following verbal sparring session by Carl Kopek and Cam Branch, while in the background, always observing, is Guy Drinkle. Uh, Carl, uh, our listeners will be aware that you are a man of a certain status and uh, you've recently hurt yourself a little bit there. I wonder, was it a tough week for your manservant following you around your uh, luxurious pad and bringing you cups of chamomile tea. How's that gone for you, the whole recuperation process? Well, Hodgkin's has done quite well, to be honest, but um, he, he still wants to sleep indoors, which I'm not very happy with at all. You can't um, can have the help inside. You can't. The, 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 the whole point of having help is that your status should always be above the better side of the worst side of the story, don't I? Um, <laughs> I, but, know, um, I love the way you can't even pretend to say that. No, I can't, I can't even do it. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> My, my, my manservant, um, um, Duncan Smith, he is, um, <laughs> n- n- now we're talking. Now we're talking. <laughs> I, can do, I can do an hour on him, me and my butler. Quite, quite yeah. we, we, we've, we've, we've turned the tables there, which I like. Uh, I do like that. Uh, any, any opening thoughts for us this week, Carl? I have, and it's this. <clears throat> I just love this quote so much. These plunderers of the world, the Romans, after exhausting the land by their devastations, are rifling the ocean. Stimulated by avarice, if their enemy be rich, by ambition, if poor, unsatiated unsati- by the East and by the West, the only people who behold wealth and indignance with equal avidity. To ravage, to slaughter, to usurp under false titles, they call it empire, and where they make a desert, they call it peace. Ooh, I like this. I like this a lot. How many footballing podcasts start with a bit of Tacitus? Not many, to be Not fair. Many. Not mind to be fair. And actually, you know, I, 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 direct relevance of it this week is I've been looking at that evolution of empire from, you know, uh, the earliest ones through Greeks, uh, the, uh, through the Roman Empire, through the British Empire, and now the uh, most recent American one. And it is interesting that you you could read that quote about anybody. You could yeah. literally read any of that of that shower, including the uh, the lovely lot uh, in the country which you. Uh, all, I, I, all I just love the bit. But where they make a desert, they call it peace. That's just beautiful. Yeah. And it's okay. We've sold everything out. You, you bombed the fuck out of everything. That's, yeah. That's, that's, that's not peace. That's, that's destruction. Yeah, but it's peace for them. That's all that matters, which is the whole point. Uh, yeah, a bit of tacitus. Very nice. Uh, Cam, what well, about I want you to do the same thing on the Vatican in iPod. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. No doubt. Yeah. Uh, Carl, what about yourself? Any 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 uh, opening thoughts? Have you been this week? Uh, I, I assume uh, you've had to scale back, like myself. The manservant's gone uh, with the with since the recession hit. So just just you know the usual thing, just uh, making cups of tea for yourself. Definitely not tea. Coffee. I'm a coffee man. You're a coffee. Um, yeah, I got turned in India from uh, tea to coffee, bizarrely. So um, many many moons ago. Yeah, that's, that seems counterintuitive a bit. Yeah, you think so? Yeah, yeah. yeah well, if you go to like, say, an Indian clothes store with with Mrs. B, like I always end up going to with um, whenever we're in India because she's got to buy new suits and uh, wedding outfits, and of course it's cheaper in India, even though it's probably more expensive now. So you sit there, and and what they do is to entice you to stay. Is they they feed you and they bring you tea and coffee. Yeah. And so what? So this one time it was about nineteen, whenever, uh, about ten eleven years ago. Sorry, so two thousand something. 
And um, they go, oh, try this coffee. And I'm like, no, I can't stand coffee, mate. No, no, try this coffee. No, seriously, I can't stand it. Yeah, had the coffee. Bloody hell, it was the nicest thing ever. Mm. Just switch with just like that. Never have, don't have tea, no. Always have coffee. So, and it has to be good coffee. But right, that's, uh, go on. That's quite a, that's quite a turnaround. I mean, that's, a, that's a, like a, a St. Paul conversion right there. Uh, what, 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 you, you haven't actually gone back to tea at all? In about the last, this was, Oh god, it was ninety. No, no, I can't remember. So it was about twelve years ago, yeah. Mm. And I probably had in that time about four or five cups of tea. Jesus, that's fairly complete conversion, then. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. I'm yeah. now like two, three cups of coffee a day. I'm hanging up. I'm hanging up in disgust. No one told me that there was a nun. I'm the only serious tea drinker here. No, no, you're, yeah. I I currently have a vat of tea in front of me. You're alright. Oh, fair enough. It's okay, it's okay. We keep you sweet. Calm your quote. My quote. Okay. Um, my own judgment of how the world is going to end is that there will be a country led by a madman that will build a nuclear bomb with so much force, so much power, that will be dropped somewhere on the face of this earth and that the earth will lose its place. We're dead cheery this week, aren't we? <laughs> I was just going to say another upbeat one for us then. What's, <laughs> what's, what's the uh, what's the context of this particular one, you? Um, that was Evil Knievel. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. And, and he would have been 80 today. So oh. I was looking at uh, like famous people, famous, you know, birthdays. And, uh, and unfortunately, obviously, he passed away um, the 30th of November 2007 at the age of 69. And he didn't die from uh, any injuries. But he couldn't get on a bike anymore, I imagine. No, he'd he, he <laughs> broken about 35 different bones, I think I read. Yeah. Did we, did, did we speak in the past about how uh, that was the only toy I ever wanted? Do you remember that toy where you used to sit him onto I a little know. sort of... Yeah, you'd sit him onto a little sort of, a, I don't know, some sort of a... Uh, a charger or something like that. Yeah. You, you, it was a wind-up thing, and you you wind and wind, wind, then you hit a button, and it would release, and and you could set up ramps. And God, it was the most exciting toy ever. But even better, top, top of the stairs. Oh Jesus! You could do it from the top of the stairs, which I did. That's why I didn't last very long. Well, uh, okay, you blitzed your yeah. Well, I actually saw we went to some rich kids' house. Uh, and I, they just had all the toys, and I was so envious of this evil Knievel toy in particular. But what they were doing was, in an incredibly cruel fashion, they were pulling their lizard on it. They had a oh, pet lizard. A real lizard. Honest to God. They had a pet, yeah, so they had a pet lizard. They were terrifying the poor lizard by putting it on the evil Knievel bike and putting it over ramps. So uh, myself, myself and my brother walked out of the room in disgust and... Uh, I think we might have stolen some of their Lego. So if you're listening, <laughs> up yours. Um, so, right, after a delightfully cheery start from so the last... Before lads, we move on, Fred, uh, can I give you um, this week's astronomy fact of the week? I didn't know this was a new feature, Carl, but... It is, it is. It's li- literally because it's, it's quite clear where I'm at the moment, and it's going to get better tomorrow when the podcast goes out. If you uh, look outside and look at the moon at the moment, you'll see a big bright object to the left of it. And that there is the planet Mars. Go and have a look. Oh, that's a nice one for people to have a look at. Yeah, I'm going to get the telescope out. Get the telescope out. Yeah, I bought the boy a telescope. He's really into his, uh, his astronomy. So um, I'm oh, going to take him somewhere. Right by the moon. Yeah, he's asleep now. I'll, I'll, I'll have to get him to have a look tomorrow if it's still there. Yeah, well. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, shall, I just, shall I just go now? Yeah. You don't need me for the next 20 minutes, do you? <laughs> Some things are more important, Cam. Just get, get on with it, you know. Um, it, it will be there after the podcast. I can say that. Oh, oh, really? That's happened. That we that, that's, that's a good point. Yeah. Educate the boy, though. Educate the boy. It's it's that's that's good. I like that. Um. Uh. Yeah. It'd be it'd be nice if that could be a recurring feature, Carl. So uh, keep an oh, eye. Oh, look. Yeah. There's always stuff going on in the sky. Always. Keep an eye out for astronomy facts. That's one best thing about where I live is living in the middle of a field. The sky is glory. So I, I'm just starting to educate myself a little bit about it and learning about precession there during the week. And it is, it is a fascinating thing to do. But again, I don't think, I think it's, it's so much easier and nicer and better when you're bang in the middle of nowhere and you don't have any light uh, filtering out. Um, you see the Milky Way. I can see everything, man. It's just 
glorious. I mean, the skies. The way was in the UK. Yeah, skies over my over my house are just just delightful. You could you just there for ages. You're in a very um, dark place out in front. Yeah, right in the middle of a field, brother. Yeah, perfect. That's and at, right in the middle of several fields, if we're honest, there's nothing for miles and by way of a, of a town or a village. And and the, and the best thing about it is, actually, remind me next week to tell you my um, my uh, sighting story because I saw the strangest thing a couple of weeks ago. The strangest thing, the completely inexplicable movement in the sky. So uh, if if Carl ever comes up shy for astronomy corner, I'll, I'll tell you my yeah. Uh, Excellent. Travis, Travis, don't yes. forget next week. Tell us this uh, really. Exciting story about sighting in the south. Yeah, thanks, thanks, Cap. You're fucking. Come on, commit early. Come on, commit early. I like that about him. Oh Christ, lads! We have you know a comparatively barren football uh, um, uh, sort of selection of. of and, that, and that explains the quotes this week. We're so bored, listeners. So bored. We're so bored. We don't, we, we don't have any reds. And, and when we do get a bit of reds, it's just one after another after another dropping like flies in international, international duty. And it's so incredibly annoying. And I had, I had the, the, uh, pod with Jan in, in the bag on Monday night, I think. And since then, we've had two more injuries. And I was talking to him about the two that we had already. And I think the Sadio Mane one actually happened during the pod or the news about it broke during the pod. It's kind of, uh, absolute, yeah, I think he, he's, he's coming late. He's coming late on him. He's coming late on him. Uh, uh, yeah, he didn't like, he didn't like the look of, uh, of the way he signed up to the bar. But, but I mean, look, I mean, it, 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 we are potentially, um, in, a, in, in bad nick. We don't know the truth and the, uh, the absolute clarity of what all those situations are. But Cam, let me just run then through them for you. And, you can tell me what your take has been and where you think we are, we are with them all. So we had Virgil going out, playing a match, apparently playing still injured and having a bit of a tweak of that injury. And now he's gone home in a bit of a sling. But he himself has contradicted that by saying that, you know, he thinks he did well and he thinks everyone would be happy with him. And even Jurgen Klopp, I saw him giving an interview in Dutch and translated and he said, like, I, I came out without an injury. Yet the reports are that he's injured. Um, Sadio Mane broke a thumb, I believe, um, on international duty, and I don't think he was playing the second game of the two. Mo Salah, again, it seems like a groin injury this time they're, they're referring to. Uh, he misses the second game and, and returned home as well. Um, am I missing one? There's another one, isn't there? Is there another one? Oh, Jimmy Miller's been out, but apparently Robo Jimmy, instead of being out for three weeks, is ready to come back already. So, it's a mixed bag camp. I mean, what, 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 what are you thinking when you consider the opposition that we have up immediately? Um, are you just going to be cautious with all of those guys? Do you think we could possibly take on a team without both Mo and Sadio in the front line and Virgil in the back? Is that possible? I think you've missed Naby Keita as well. Oh, Freaking Naby Keita, of course, yeah. Which just meant that, and that was actually the proper signal of them all. Yeah. That was supposed to be, this is supposed to be his time to shine in the absence of Jimmy Miller. But uh, thankfully, it, look, it looks as if Miller might be back. Yeah. Anyway, like I was saying, can you contextualize that for us? I mean, if, if you if you were to take that absolutely horrifying list hmm. of injuries, what, what what was your take on all of them? How serious do you think they are from what you've read? Um, the seriousness of it all, I honestly can't tell you because nothing official has actually been said. So we don't know. <laughs> you know, we're, we're just completely speculating here aren't we and um the worry is that somebody could be out possibly for just one game or the worry the, the good news would be it'd be only one game but the worry could be say like mo if he's got a he's got a strain of some sort uh, I, I saw stomach strain now we don't know if it's groin stomach wherever he could be out for three or four weeks mm-hmm. you just don't we just don't know so if you just go by just by the first game, which is which is Huddersfield. Yeah, actually, let's let's yeah. do that because you yeah. put your you put your finger in something. Carl said it before we went live as well. You're right; it is speculation. Let's just take worst case scenario. Let's just yeah. let's just simplify this by saying that everyone that we've had reports of being injured are actually out of the out of the equation. Let's just do right. that, and, yeah. and 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 let's talk let's talk about the potential impact that will have in relation to. Specifically the Huddersfield game. Hopefully there'll be a few guys at the far end of that. Um, 
are we in a position to take on that team? I don't know what you know about Huddersfield, but just um, in case you haven't gotten the chance to have a look at them, basically, you know, they're sitting down there towards the very bottom of the table on three points. They have three draws, which made up those three points. They had a home draw against Cardiff. They had an away draw against Huddersfield. And I believe another away draw most recently against Burnley in their last outing. Uh, 1-1, 1-1 and 0-0 going back the way in those results, which leaves them on three points. Now, you know, there are that's still three results they've gotten from those that bunch of matches. It's not just as cataclysmic as it seems when you look at the points. Yes, yeah. we are 17 points ahead of them. Yes, we should absolutely be putting these guys away. But now, in this context, and I'll come to Carl on this again in a minute, but in this context, with so many potential big names out, are we actually in a position to take these on and do what we need to do? Yes, without a doubt. I mean, we have we have aspirations of winning the league this year. That is the target. We you're not always going to have your best players available, and this is where your squad really needs to step up and come in. You, you know, your your bench players, and then because we're saying now we've got a stronger bench, well that bench is now going to be starting. So let's look at what we've got to look at. You'll have Lovren will come in for uh, Virgil van Dijk, play with Joe Gomez, and Trent will be back. So you're back, you're back fine uh, with Alisson Becker there as well. I'm, I'm not worried about because it's Huddersfield. I don't see them being such a, such a potent attacking force against us at Anfield. Let's move to our midfield. We, we would have wanted Fabino to come into this game anyway. If Fabino, if Fabino is not going to start against Huddersfield at home. Then, then you've got to be worried. Uh, when is he going to be integrated away. within the team? It's away camp. Oh, is it away? Sorry, yeah, sorry. Yeah. All right, even, even away against uh, Huddersfield, he, I, I still think Fabino would need to start, and then that would you then got Ginny and Hendo can play. That um, you then got Ginny and Hendo can play, and you, you don't have to rush Milner back. Going up front, if you've lost Sadio and. Uh, Mo Salah maybe they're not 100% fit but they could be on the bench mm. if you know and then, you, then you've got the likes of Shakiri, Daniel Sturridge and Bobby Firmino yeah you've still then got on the bench you can bring Origi onto the bench he's still a good backup he's still a good uh, last 20 minutes to come on add a bit of pace and power um, you've, you've then got the likes of your, your Curtis Jones will, may get onto the bench as I said earlier, uh, Adam Lallana looks really sharp in training. Mm-hmm. He he could come on the bench, but he's he's there. He's our player. We've got to utilise it. These are the games where we're going to need these type of players. Yeah. And if you, if you, if they're not if if you you can't rely, we can't rely on Mo, uh, Sadio, uh, James Milner, Naby Keita, Virgil Van Dijk. They're not going to play sixty games this season. You can't expect that from them. They've got to, they need a rest at some point. And that we are going to suffer injuries. We are suffering those injuries. We have to, we have to now see how good, you know, our squad is. And it's a perfect time in, in that sense that it's happened against a team that they really must be low on confidence and they really must be quite scared of facing it. It might give them a boost saying, crikey, look, this is our chance. They've got no, none of their players playing. They may then come and attack us a little bit more. That might actually suit us then. Mm. Carl, that's a good point. When you when you listen to it broken down the way Cam has there and gone gone through all the various areas of the team, uh, you, there's more than enough in this Liverpool squad to absolutely not just cope but put these away quite comfortably. So solid citizens and all as they are. Um, are you as full of um, you know bullions and confidence with if we assume all those guys are out? Liverpool beat Huddersfield in any incarnation. I mean, it's got to be. I mean, we, as, as we keep saying, we've both got messing about with these sort of things. Um, if, if Mo's out, then it's not looking good for him. Um, Sadio Mane had hand surgery. Um, but even then, the, the official site says, you know, he's still in contention for a place on Saturday. So, no, it can't be that bad. <clears throat> but um, I think in any incarnation, Liverpool win. And I, I think Cam's right. It's very interesting. If they want to come out and attack, the problem we've had this season is that people aren't coming out to attack us. So we haven't been getting space behind them. So if they want to come out and attack, 
Tell you about slats. Yeah, and is is that specifically would be very very uh, uh, much in our favour if we have fit and firing Sadio and Mo and their their pace to exploit uh, teams yeah. on 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 the break. But I guess we still do have the the comparatively nippy Shakiri to come in who can obviously stretch a defence and and Daniel Sturridge when uh, given space we know what he can do of late as well. Play, nice player of the month, by the way. Player, player of the month, month, which is delightful to see. Absolutely. Oh, Excellent. I'm up with that. I really am. Genuinely. Yeah. Yeah. Hundred yeah, percent. And would your would your starting eleven, assuming um, all those absences, would your starting eleven be very much in 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 the same uh, vein as Cam's? I mean, I suppose I'm thinking of one area in, in in particular. I didn't see any international football by design, except one Ireland game, which I regretted immediately. Um, did Trent get any minutes for England? I can't. I, I'm not sure. No idea. Virgin Media decided that I wasn't going to watch the game. Oh, okay. Uh, do you know Cam of Trent got any England minutes? Guy says no. Guy, Guy says, says no. no. Yeah. Right. Well, there, well, there you go. go okay. Mate, so, so, in your in your in your estimation, is it uh, Trent back in straight away after uh, stepping out the last day, and 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 at least one of our uh, regular centre halves um, in situ alongside Lover? And does that does that sound like what it would probably be to you? Yeah, I think so. I mean, it's, it, it's I think it's whoever's status. As I say, I mean, I'm really pleased that, you know, it's, it's Huddersfield with the greatest respect for them and his genuine respect. Um, we've always liked that club, but, um, it's not, it's not Chelsea way, it's not City at home, it's not PSG at home, isn't it? So I'm less panicky about this, but I, th- I think, um, I think if they're all fit, it'd be interesting to see if he brings Trent back and, and puts Lovren on the bench again. I don't think he will, because Lovren did really well against Man City, I think. Mm, yeah, uh, and as, it's an interesting run that we've got ahead, though, Cam, because, I mean, we're right back into it now. We've got, on Saturday, we've got Huddersfield. On Wednesday, we've got Red Star. Um, granted, that's at Anfield, and then we're home against Cardiff uh, three days later on the Saturday. This is a massive tournament, Saturday, Wednesday, Saturday. Then we do have a week off to the following uh, game, which is Arsenal. That's away. And then we have within three days, uh, we're away in Red Star Belgrade, which is a quick turnaround considering we have to travel. Um, and then five days, five days later, we have Fulham, uh, and that is at home. And then there's another gap. And if someone tells me that's for another international break, I may, <laughs> I may have a, a slight break. I think it is, you know, lads. Um, I think it might be. But anyway, we have these six games that I just mentioned there. I think it is. Um, six games, yeah. Starting with Huddersfield uh, on Saturday, ending on Sunday the 11th uh, with a midday kickoff uh, at home to Fulham. Um, and that's, you know, on after a Tuesday away, away day in Red Star. People have said this is a very winnable run of fixtures, Cam, but, you know, we will need the guys that you mentioned to really step up and, and do the business. And, and, and it, it was interesting, wasn't it, to see. You, you, I felt you were a bit half-hearted there when you were talking about bringing in the likes of Divock because especially in a week where you've seen someone like our boy Harry doing the business uh, against my country uh, with a free kick that was delightfully right down the middle and <laughs> just not waved at by the Irish keeper. But he, had, he has brilliant confidence. He put over a cross, by the way, in that, in that game against us the likes of which I, I haven't seen in years. It was a glorious cross, beautifully arced and flighted. He's he's really buzzing that kid. It would be lovely to see him back sooner rather than later, but I don't think that's going to happen. Do you think we have enough there to get through that run of fixtures, e- even if we are missing a few of the big boys for a while? Who would be our biggest loss? Would it be Virgil? Um, again, in that particular run of fixtures? Yeah. No, I don't think it would be Virgil. Um, it would probably be Mo, and the reason I'll say Mo is because it could be fairly big fan. It's it's a chance for him to get a couple of goals, yeah, and just get his get his eye, you know, his sight back at a goal, and that feeling of scoring a goal, and that um that that little bit of a confidence boost it will give him. So Virgil's playing like Virgil does. He's just a Rolls Royce of a a football player. He, he's not perfect by any stretch of the imagination. He does make errors. He, he can look occasionally a little bit lax uh, the way he plays, I think. Um, but I'm, I'm more... 
to, to, the way we're playing, we are playing definitely more defensive than we have. Uh, uh, well, we started this season off more defensively, I think. So uh, we've been more reliant on the attack scoring goals. So this run of fixtures is very much about the attack finding their feet and getting, uh, and getting back in amongst the goals, which I think will, uh, stand us in good stead going forward. Yeah. And, and it's the same question pretty much to you, Carl. I mean, in terms of if one of those guys were, was to be a longer term absence over this period of fixtures, um, I don't know. I, I, I still think that, 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 that Virgil's sort of psychologically a massive, um, uh, boom to the side and uh, really uh, can be a platform for us um, uh, going forward, especially especially when you've got eager the eager likes of of Shakiri and and and, and a, an informed Danny Sturridge. I don't know if I'm quite as worried about the absence of Sadio and Mo, who are like not quite on their A game. Let's be honest. Um, I know Bobby Firmino during the week um, was very central in um, Brazil's Super Clasico win. Um, you know, got much, as well. Um, yeah, yeah. So you'd be a little bit worried about him as well, even you know, coming back after a long journey and, and all that kind of stuff. Um, we'll talk in a little bit about um, the the rumours involving Bobby because um, it's getting hilarious at this stage. But again, for, for you, who's the who, who would be the, the the guy that we could really really uh, do without being missing for too long? I agree, Mo Salah. Mo Salah needs. He needs more to go in off his arse. Yeah. And, and, and this is classic going in off the arse because, uh, as, yeah, I mean, it's, it's just easy games for him. And he could come, he could come out with three, he could come out with four out of the next four or five games. And, uh, yeah, it'd be nice to, I, I don't see him jump back in it in, in, in Arsenal away or something like that. Um, it's Philly Boots fan. I keep saying Philly Boots. <laughs> yeah, I've noticed that. <laughs> yeah. Making hay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this and other quaint uh, colloquialisms will yeah. be uh, coming your way as we as we move move through the show. I mean, Cam, I mentioned there a, a, a kind of a tangential story um, relating to Bobby Firmino because um, our, our our super producer guys, fave uh, Albi Moreno, um, and Bobby Firmino now, and interestingly enough, Daisy Lovren, all have been linked with. Barcelona. Really? It's Barcelona? Eh? Yeah. Because mm. that's real, you know, that's, that's real. That's definitely not paper talk. And, yeah. and it, it, it is interesting to hear these stories. And, um, you know, I, 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 of course, the most horrific concept there, because everyone's kind of pretty much resigned to the fact that uh, the story is pretty much out there that, that, uh, that Moreno's on his way anyway, um, sooner or later. Um, I love the fact that they're not even going to discuss a contract with him. It's I mean, strange. Talk, 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 yeah. talk about get out. It's strange. I mean, it's it's a the, the the story is out there officially. There's going to be pre-contract signed in January. Um, that seems to be what what the the, the in the know journals are getting. And um, I, I don't know. I I, I know the Lovren things is is probably just absolute guff. But this story linking Bobby Firmino to, to Barca and of course tying in our old mate Nike there um, who's got who, who left us to go to them it's uh it's bloody irritating and and and, and you'd like to see it put to bed wouldn't you Cam? Um, you, you could say it was put to bed because he signed a new contract yeah right. in some, but, but that doesn't mean a thing ultimately it just so means did, so, so it did Nike. The, yeah, yeah so did Nike it just protects the value more doesn't it um, there's no way you can put it to bed, unfortunately, in this day and age. Um, you know, previously it was, if you sign a new contract, that shows you, that's it, you're committed for the next two, three years. Don't talk to us. Uh, those days have gone now. Um, it, it, it's international break. They need something to talk about. So, oh, do we? Don't knock it. <laughs> you got a point there, Carl. Yeah, exactly. Um, I, I need to change my uh, track to thought here. Um, I don't know what to say now. You said, okay, Jenny's going. How are you going to do? Gone. That's it. <laughs> Sorry, Pete. Uh, January the 1st, it will be announced. Uh, Bobby Firmino signed the. Well, actually, I was, was going to say if it was true, Barcelona would have announced him by now, regardless of what it was. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Twitter account somewhere, wouldn't it? 
Yeah, of course, there'd be pictures of Bobby in the jersey somewhere photoshopped yeah. to that. Yeah. Uh, but 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 look, I mean, okay, let, let, let's let's. Do you know what? In the vein of not getting into speculation, let's just wait until it's a bit closer to the to the time for all that kind of nonsense. I can't see it. I can't see that. I genuinely hope not because he's he's. Who's he going to play? He's a massive favourite, though I think for for so many, it, it would be yeah. It would he be looks like a cool, and, and he's not going to get a game with Barcelona. Oh no, he would. He would. I mean, Suarez. Who are you dropping now? They're, they're, they're looking at a replacement for Suarez, I believe, at some point. Different player, though. But they both play the nine, effectively. He's going to be the focal point, the same as he is here. He'll have Messi on one side, whoever on the other side. He'll have his, that prick in the Nike shirt feeding him, you know, playing the Iniesta role or wherever he's playing now. And, um, yeah, let's not talk about this. I'm yeah. getting impressed already. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> yeah. At the end of the day, for me, Bobby's good enough to play for Barcelona. That's yeah, he's, why there's... He's, he's also good enough to play for Liverpool and, and, and win, yeah. win everything for Liverpool. And so that's, that's why it's essential. We win something this season. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Um, just a, a, a moment of, of conversation about our opponents, because I don't want to seem dismissive about it. And by the time we speak next, there will be two games having been played. Like I said... We'll have uh, played Huddersfield uh, away, and then we will have Red Star at home on the Wednesday, and probably our, our usual Thursday recording by the time we uh, hook up again next. I mean, nobody's handling at that one, you know that. You're away at that, are you? Are you are you're, sorry, you're in Anfield again for Red yeah, Star? Yeah, with Tandon, with the pod, pod father himself, so... Um, Condolences will be very much appreciated. Well, look, okay, from what I've heard, you're the one who gets all excited and he just sits there very calmly. That's what he tells me anyway. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but just a, li- a, li- a little word about our, our opposition, uh, Carl, on Saturday. Um, I mean, Davy Wagner, he's probably, as Cam said earlier on, uh, getting a little bit of a smiley head in him when he's hearing all this news about our potential injury list. But you know, I look at them and I, I, I've only seen what I see in, in, in highlights and stuff like that. I haven't seen them play a full game. I don't think this year. Um, but you know, when you try to do a little bit of homework on, on the team and, you know, they, they had quite a few bits and pieces of signings coming in, but I'm just looking at the, the lineup against uh, Burnley in their last outing. It was 1-1. Yeah. Yeah, they got, got Lossel in goal. Um, they've got Jorgensen and Schindler, their centre halves, and they've got Lowe and, and Durham are their, are their full backs. That's a, a solid citizen type of a back four. They've got uh, two lads called Hogg and Billing in, in, in centre mid as a holding two. And, you know, I'm just going to put my hand up and say that I don't, I would not have known those names. Now, again, I, there was a time when I was far more of a football nerd. I'm just a Reds nerd now. And then they, they tend to play like a, a, a three and a one. So like they've got Fan yeah. La Parra on one side and, and a very, very good footballer, the Australian international Aaron Mui on the other side. And then Pritchard was in behind De Poitre the last day. Um, but you look at their bench, Carl, and you know, again, the last day, you're not seeing names. Uh, uh, Elias Kachunga, I recognize, but I don't recognize any of the rest of those names. And again, I don't think it's because. I'm that out of the loop. They're just. I'm wondering what are we are we overegging it a bit? Like they literally have three points now. Granted, that has three separate results, but as you say, this is an opportunity for 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 the Reds to put up a decent sized win. Would there be a part of you that'd be kind of disgusted if we don't do exactly that? If we don't get a very solid and and, and definitive result? Well, well, for a start, I'm going. And, uh, so, and so yes, and it's bloody miles away. So uh, yeah, I want a lot, please. Um, yeah, I mean, as Pete said, Liverpool, Liverpool beat Huddersfield. I mean, that's that should be your starting point for any thought concerning this match, because you know we've got people missing it. And, and again, I'm not being disrespectful to Huddersfield is linked with Liverpool, frankly, and what have you. But um, I've looked at their squad as well, and I know I know like Van der Par and people like that, and and the but uh, uh, and shouldn't have scored, didn't he? he scored against um, Burnley, but. Um, yeah, we win that game. We win that game. And they gotta go they gotta go draw against Burnley. That's not that's a difficult thing to do, but um yeah, we win that game. Well let's hope so. Let's hope so. What any feelings about the uh, the away fixture um against uh, the uh, against Red Star in the in the week? They got absolutely battered by Real by um, Real Madrid. Real Madrid too. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, die at Real Madrid. Um, they battered them in the week, and I think they'll still win it. Yeah, let's hope so. Um, yeah, Neymar, Neymar had a had a, a boot filling exercise, I believe, that week uh, in that match. Um, Cam, your feelings on the away tie um, that you're going to be at with Gags? How are you feeling? That's going to go for us. Or any any particular thoughts? Um, yeah, we should we should beat them. Um, I don't see why not. Uh, they are the, the weakest of the of the three teams that we're playing they're in the group. They're, they're, they're bottom for a reason. But then there was also a little bit of a speculation and uh, um, about possibly match fixing in that game. Yeah, uh, and the keeper had a blinder. Oof. Yeah, yeah. So they they reckon that um, I think uh, you probably don't want to quote me on this. It was somebody high up in the Red Star, um, not management team, but ownership as such, director or somebody put a hefty sum down on a PSG winning by five or six Fine. goals. Or so. I had not heard that story. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I like that. Jesus. So apparently UEFA are doing an investigation into it. Well, and if that if that's the case, then um, PSG are in a bit of trouble. They, they're also they're also going to be. Um, with, yeah, that's very interesting. But I guess money will win there in the end. Probably just my no cyn- my, my cynical uh, man. Uh, self is thinking that that they'll probably get away scot free, but I'm just thinking about uh, our, our opposition during the week are coming fanless, isn't that correct? Um, because of um, a ban on their fans, isn't yeah. that correct? Um, so in theory, I, I believe the in uh, the reports I read about the Paris match was that the maybe a thousand or so of them traveled to Paris anyway, and several, um, I don't know how many several is, but this the reports that several actually got into the ground, managed to buy tickets, and I think there's a worry that that'll happen again. Uh, people just travel anyway, and that you know, you know, tickets can be uh, gotten very. Well, you'll well. get in. You if anyone wants to get in, they'll get in. That's they will it. find the way to get in. That's what I'm thinking. So I mean, it kind of does make it a little bit of a farce of it, I guess. But um, it, you know, if it's just if it's almost entirely Reds fans, it's a it's a it's a European night. It's a Wednesday, uh, you know, evening kickoff. Yeah, I, I'm 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 going to be as completely optimistic and simultaneously non-committal as you two boys were. We should be winning these. I think is the thing to say. Yeah, bring them uh, on, bring them on, bring them on. Anyway, that's a bit of Reds. That's all we want. A bit more football because yeah, that has been a long pair of weeks. Um, you know. There's not been enough heartache. I've been nervous. I've been nervous for a fortnight now. No, 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 exactly <laughs> whatsoever. Um, listen, Carl uh, and Cam. You know, in our ongoing attempt to sort of uh, bring some light to the darkness and and specifically to reclaim the letter K written three times in a row. Um, like you know, for example, we we had the not at all problematic uh, uh, team. Uh, a fictional team that Cam was going to run called the Kamikaze Killers. Um, and now, this week in a new feature, we have uh, the self-proclaimed owner of a voice that resembles Scouse Honey. Uh, and he's going to star in his own little feature called Carl's Crooning Corner. I spelled that with three Ks this as well. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'd like to thank Dave. I'd like to thank Adam. And I'll just say this. Fucking no chance, lad. <laughs> hey, 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 hey. You, you, you happen to listen to Listen, people have responded to this in an immensely, immensely enthusiastic fashion. Well, they've heard the voice, haven't they? They've heard the voice and thought, my God, imagine that person. Imagine that singing at me. And as a result, I, I asked, as you know, on, on Twitter, just uh, for uh, some requests for you, Kazi. Give me mulling these over, because obviously you're going to do one of them for me. Um, the, the first one I came... Might. The first one came it came in from from uh, my mate Ari on Twitter, and he said he wanted a girlfriend in a coma. And Taj came up with a wonderful uh, "Past the Duchy" by Musical Youth. <laughs> oh, that's superb! That's a belter, and we we could do harmonies. I'm I'm liking this, right? So we've got a bit of Smiths, which lovely tie in by Ari there to the previous uh, pods. Now we've got this um, uh, '80s classic um, where we can all sort of join in. Joey Cousins come, came in with Old Carolina by Shaggy. I can, uh, you're gonna do that. Uh, that's, that's, that's great, you know. I'm gonna, that's I'm, great. Well, I live not too far away from Joe Cousins, so I'm gonna go and speak to him. 
spoke to him. Have a word with him about that, because that's that. that yeah. can just, you you're can play in the rendition of this pod after. You, well. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, what you're going to have to do there, if you do decide to do Oh Carolina by Shaggy, you're going to have to do the Sam Allardyce thing of eating a load of worms to get a bit gravelly. Uh, oh, yeah. So you can do that right. Uh, Graham Bass wanted fire starter. Again, that's just glorious, the concept of you yeah. even trying that. Uh, Rick came up with Rough Riders Anthem, and I have to say I didn't know that one, but thank you, Rick, nonetheless. Uh, uh, further to our chat last week, Liz suggested the Maxi Rodriguez song, because I think he actually did a bit of that. <laughs> <one>. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, great, he's doing the instrumental. Great, great. Yeah. Uh, and Hippocopamus came up with uh, Boom Shake the Room by DJ Jazzy Jeff, which is, you know, again... people know me? <laughs> I think that's... I think that's precisely the point. But most intriguingly of all, Carl, most intriguingly of all, Serena, as a, as in Serena of last week's podcast fame. No single. Not bloody surprised. She suggested anything from The Wizard of Oz, and now you have to explain that. Okay. <laughs> oh, this is gold. My mate, my mate, my mate, Rini, um, is, uh, is, is, is a very, very close friend of mine, and she... Uh, we one day we were talking on um, Facebook Messenger as you do, and uh, she just just dropped in a quote from um, The Wizard of Oz, and and I said you won't believe this. I'm actually watching The Wizard of Oz at the moment. I've got the screen grab of my um, of my telly, and I was with her for the West Ham game, first game of the season, and she said, um, "You realise we're not going to be watching the game. We're just going to be talking about mad things that happened in The Wizard of Oz," and uh, but therefore she wanted me to sing. One of the songs from Wizard of Oz, based and, on that. And it was was that like a uh, just a, an incidental rewatch, or would you consider yourself a massive fan of said film? It's mad. It's a, it's a, it's a mad mad film. Because people it like is. Wizard of Oz, they think they think Christmas, they think mouse family film, etc. It's dark as hell. For the stars. Oh, no, it's quite violent, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's yeah. scared the shit out of me as a kid. I have to say, definitely. I have to watch it every Christmas. That's a Christmas film for some reason. That nurse is, is proper evil, and apparently she's the loveliest woman in the world, Margaret Hamilton. Yeah. And, uh, uh, sorry, the witch, sorry. And, um, she's the fuck out of me then. And, um, <laughs> Serena really knows the way around the Wizard of Oz. Yeah. So. I, 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 now I'm even more, I'm even more intrigued now because we've gone down another dark alleyway there where you're associating witches and nurses. We're going to have to talk about that at a different date. Anyway, let's get it, let's get on to the first question. We've, we've, we've tormented poor Carl enough. Um, Mark Roberts asked a question this week and he says, Cam, what is hmm. your favorite condiment? Interesting. Hmm. He, he he does he does uh, he does acknowledge the partridgeness of it, Mark. To be fair to him, but he's wondering what is your favourite condiment. I'm going to get the ball rolling here because this is easy for me. Because since I discovered this one thing, I have it on everything. I have it on sandwiches. I have it on every salad that I have, which is a lot of salad, uh, and I have it on actually everything I eat now. Almost sriracha. What? I love sriracha. I've no idea what that is. It's like a, it's, it's, it's a, re, it's a hot sauce. Um, and oh, it's beautiful. okay. Yeah, it's beautiful. Uh, oh, Christ alive. Have you, have you thought cool. this? Have you thought in the background, listeners, Guy Drinkle in the chat box, as ever, bring the tone down, says brown sauce. He doesn't even tell us whether it's Wyor or anyone. He just goes brown sauce, brown sauce. He's going to say HP or daddy's now. HP. There you go. HP brand sauce for Guy. I, 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 I'm not a fan of brand sauce myself. But anyway, that, that'll be me. Sriracha, Cam, you've had time to think. Uh, yeah, um, I've got two. Um, it used to be uh, a sauce by, well, it's uh, an offshoot of Nestle, and it's a company called Maggie, M-A-G-G-I, and it's oh, yeah. hot, hot and sweet. So you've got the, you've got the, the chili kick in it, but you've got the sweetness. In there as well. I'd really, really, I discovered that in India about 20 years ago. The next thing I know, it was available here in the UK and that was the source of choice. Uh, but I do really like right now and I could go mad on it. It's, um, the peri peri mayonnaise by Nando's. Oh yeah, that's nice. That's nice. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. 
I, I, I actually had that a couple of weeks ago while I was drinking wine in Nando's and eating chicken, and it was it was very nice. It was very I nice. Think, I, I thought you were just about to say that. I, I poured it in my wine while I was at Nando's. <laughs> <laughs> Can we just roll back a second there? You were drinking wine in Nando's. Honest to God, Carl, it's a thing a man can do, and it was a revelation to me, mate, and I can't wait. I'm going to go back to Nando's this weekend and drink it's some like more. champagne with it, for it. Yeah, it's... You can't, you can't do that. No, you can. You can't believe me. It works. No, it works. no, no, you can't yeah. do champagne with it, for it. No, absolutely not. No. No, no, I'm not, I'm not talking, that's wrong I'm, I'm talking about... That's wrong on many levels. I'm talking about wine with chicken. It's fine, lads. It's fine. Well, a champagne and curry is, is weird, granted. I, I don't understand that. Wouldn't be a massive champagne fan anyway. That's as weird as me, that is. Carl, your uh, your condiment of choice to uh, satisfy Mark's curiosity. Well, I'm going to give you a scenario here. I've really I've really got into something literally in the past week, and uh, but I'm going to have to set this up and ask your views first. I'll canvas you. Okay. So, um, beans on toast, one of the greatest meals ever made. You grate some cheese over the top of your very very hot beans so they melt into it. And you'd like to put a sauce on top of that, what sauce are you putting on top? Oh, I know what you're going to say. You're probably going to say Worcester sauce. Worcester sauce is a good answer for cheese on toast over that with beans. Oh, yeah, I, have start, I, I have started to like brown sauce. Brown sauce? I do like brown sauce, yeah. So hang on. was right. He said that in the background. Yeah. He's chuffed. He's chuffed. He's celebrating in the background there. Hang on, we've got. So let me let me just. So we've got our our bottom to, our bottom layer is standard piece of toast. On top of that, you've brown got bread. Some, you've got brown bread. Brown bread toast. You've got some very hot beans layered on top of that with nothing Probably in between. Black, well, big thick ones, yeah. Right, and then over that you put some uh, cheese, which will melt because the beans are so very hot. Yeah. And now you, now we are putting brown sauce on top of a little a little bit. We're not going to coat it. Just, just the taste. Okay. I, 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 curiosity would probably make me try that at some point. But I'm. Oh, it works. Well, it really oh. works. Because it melts into the tomato sauce. You've, you've got tomato sauce and brown sauce on the same piece of food there. Uh, yeah, that's fine. I, that's, that seems. That seems. Uh, my colleague in the Northwest is right. He says nice cheesy undertones. He's right. It works. You, you think about it. If you have a full English breakfast, you can have brown sauce with it, can't you? Yeah. No. No. Yeah. You can't, but you can't have tomato sauce because you're doubling up on your tomato sauce. Then. Yeah. You, but you don't. Why would you put tomato sauce on a on a, a, a cooked breakfast anyway? Just what, what are you doing with your hash browns? Let's not. This is probably getting into the waffle debate again, which I know has been raging around the country ever since. It, it has. It has. <laughs> And especially, especially your controversial statement about how it cannot contain it can, the bean. It cannot sustain. It cannot sustain the bean. Um, but but I, I believe you said contain first week. Okay. Uh, uh, it can't contain the bean either. It can't contain the bean. <laughs> <laughs> that's a fact. It's just a fact. But um, I just that's animalistic behaviour. Putting putting sauce on a cooked breakfast. Just stop that. I don't I'm know. sorry Mr. Drinks Wine in Nando's. I'm sorry if I have a problem. <laughs> listen, listen, Mike, my, my, my taste is on a Mr. Gordon Blue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, that Gordon Blue. Hand <laughs> me a Chateau, Chateau Merve 93, please. While I get round my mixed herbs, salt and pepper. <laughs> you know so, what? This is, this is that moment where, where we go back to that picture I posted in the group earlier. Prick with fork, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Explain that to the listeners briefly, there, Cam, if you can, because it's a brilliant gag. Yeah, there's a, it's actually, I think it's a real picture. It's I don't know, is it? I'm one of the about the same thing. Oh, is it? So somebody yeah. stitched him up. Basically, it's a picture of um, a pack of sausages, and it's, uh, I, I, I need to find it, and then I can describe it better. Jamie Oliver's on there, and um, ne- next to a picture of Jamie Oliver with these uh, on these pack of sausages, I'm just getting the picture up so I can I can scream. It says Jamie Oliver, beautiful core sectored Italian style sausages. Then on the right hand side, you've got a picture of Jamie Oliver, and then next to it, in the middle, it says prick with fork, and you've got <laughs> Jamie Oliver with, 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 with a fork in his hand, obviously pricking the sausages, but. Well, the fun is the the best part about it is this, 
that's already the show name, and we don't have to worry about anything else anymore. It's the, oh, the show. Yeah, the show is called Fifty Minutes Early. That's a change. Prick with Fork. What a wonderful name for a, for an Anfield Index podcast. Our next question comes from Kalen Kareem, and he is, as you'll know, a longtime AI contributor and host of the host of Great Don't Hate. I love him, man. Um, He's my brother. On, on AI Pro. Jesus, a lot of love there for Kalen from all three of us there. Stereo love, Kalen. I hope you're, uh, hope you're feeling that, uh, sort don't of. Don't be surrounded and see that was. That wave of, of, of affection, Kalen, just for you, pal. Um, he says he would like to know how the moon got to where it is, Carl. Well, okay, we can talk about this. Um, basically, the moon and the Earth were a are of, of the same stock. So basically, it's, it's the same rock. Obviously, it's, uh, it's, the, the moon is basically a shaving of the Earth when the the Earth um, formed from the dust and the rock from the sun when it cooled down, and it's got to where it is just so it's in the right place to be captured. It's a captured orbit, which is why you can't see. Uh, the back of it, the dark side of the moon. That's lovely, and oh, no, we had it is it is moving slightly out from us. No, no, you're wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong. Go on, Cam. The moon is made out of cheese, and that's where all the cheese comes from. Ah, controversial. Controversial. Yeah, exactly. You imagine the size of that particular slice of toast. But I, I, I do. I do, uh, I, we had immediately, we had Joe Pepper uh, uh, coming in, in in support of this theory you just floated, uh, Carl, which sounds delightfully scientific in comparison to Cam um, there with his cheese theory. But I would say that probably far more likely is that it was towed there by our alien overlords and it is in fact a hollow space station. And that would be, I think you'll find, a far more scientifically accurate answer for Kalen. Uh, to take away like a mini Death Star that's exactly what's going on they're they're, they're controlling us from there they okay I'll I'll, I'll drop my astronomy um, education and just go for that then just 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 leave it with me I'll just I'll just I'll do uh, I'll do um, conspiracy theory of the week every time you do on your on your uh, um, astronomy observations Kalen's second question Cam was which current or past LFC player would you most liken to yourself and give a reason? Oh my god. Good that, isn't it? That's a good one. That's, yeah, oh. I, I, I think I'm pretty unique. Ah, oh, come on now, come on. No, no, no. no, 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 no I, 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 I don't want to brag about it or anything like that. You've got to you, you gotta get into the spirit of this. Kaylin's asked a oh, question no, no, in good know, faith. Yeah, yeah, and, uh, and that's what I'm saying. I'm pretty unique, so I'm trying to think of a a pretty unique player we've had. So yeah, I'm Bobby Firmino. I'm just as, I'm as mad as him. I think. I wish I was anyway. I'd so, love to be Bobby. I'd love to be a Bobby Firmino. Mad and unique, uh, and as a result of that, you're saying Bob. I don't like that. I, like that. <laughs> I like what Carl's. Uh, sorry, guys, just said in the background. He Which goes, is Bobden. I'm shitting goal too. Oh, that's ah, uh, guy. Come on, man. You know, you're better than that. You're better than that. What about you, Carl? What 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 Liverpool player would you? What was the phrase again? Uh, would you most liken yourself to, and why? Steve Van. Oh, this is going to be good. Why? What I lack in ability, I make up in violence. Oh, it's very nice. It's very nice. Very suitable as well. I think I think that's it. That's that's something that will resonate with anyone who's listened to more than two or three shows of ours. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think that would make perfect sense. I get frustrated very easily. Yeah, yeah. When, yeah. when, when playing football, that's probably what it is. But people haven't even seen what you do to your microphone. Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah. If, if oh, only they. I've done a few tours in the room so far, I can tell you. Yeah, first a few eardrums tonight. Yeah, yeah, I'm right. So we've got Steve McMahon and we've got Bobby Firmino. Right. Mm. I, 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 I'd say Yari Littman. Um, <laughs> of course you would. Yeah, I'd say Yari Littman, and, uh, you know, just sort of, you know, fairly, fairly decent sort of, uh, sort of an operator, but, uh, you know, I only had a brief window of time. <laughs> <laughs> Came in, took all the trophies left. Came in, got the trophies, uh, amusement arcade, then fucked off, um, uh, to, to, to be, uh, gracefully old, which is basically how I like to describe myself. Uh, Mo asks, you guys love discussing fashion. So with autumnal weather hitting us, 
what should we be wearing when the weather changes so often in a short space of time? For instance, freezing in the morning with rain, and then by afternoon it's hitting 20 degrees C. And this is, of course, something we can all relate to this time of the year. Cer- certainly September was very like that. October can be quite like that as well. So, Cam, for for the, the, the man about town who's um, trying to cope with uh, a vast range of temperatures and conditions in one day, what's the... Um, What's your what's your uh, sartorial tip? Um, you need a a light jacket, like a like an old um, was it a Barrington jacket? Harrington. Harrington. Harrington jacket. Sorry. Yeah, you need something like that, a, a, a finished jacket, but it's got a um, a nice lining inside. So when you do zip it up, you get that little bit of warmth. But when the sun comes out, just unzip it, and it's and it's not too heavy on you. That's good practical i like it carl your suggestion for well firstly i, I agree with mo it's a nightmare it's an absolute nightmare at the moment the times i've seen out and i thought right i'm thinking i'm just about okay enough to do this now and then only to find out that i'm absolutely baking mm-hmm. um five seconds after i come out of the room um it's tricky to announce the game i had um uh, my parker which is fine i was broken but i was like um which is what i expected um but the answer is the most intense the Moleskine coat I bought that goes with me everywhere at the moment. And for the for the the uh, benefit of our listeners, Carl has uh, supplied us with an image of this glorious uh, Moleskine jacket that he's referred to in the past. I can see how, as Cam says, if you were to leave it sort of open, you could probably yeah. get away with. Uh, Which is what I did. Get, like. Yeah, yeah, and then if it's if it does get a bit a bit chilly, you you've got the button up and collar up option. I like that. Have That's you tried? It have you tried? It does suit a scarf. Have you tried the collar up on that? It looks like it. Yeah, would I work. had to when it got caught in the rain the other day. Hmm. Uh, the only problem, the only problem I have with it is um, it needs a shoe, not a trainer. It does need a shoe. You can't wear a trainer with that coat. Um, no. Of course, the answer uh, to to Mo's question, um, from my from my point of view, is is layers. It's layers, lads. It's layers. So, for example, let me give you. Let me give you a little insight into what I'm swanning about in today and just exactly the type of day I'm uh, talking about. So I've got like one of those thin um, Under Armour long sleeve tops. I've got a T-shirt over that. I've got a kind of a, 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 a zip through um, sleeveless top over that. So I've got three layers. And then I uh, this morning. You were not, well, I, I see where you're going with that, Carl. I see where you're going with that, but no, it's actually... Are you in Friends? <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> Wearing everything in the wardrobe. Yeah. No, it, listen, it's three thin layers. And what okay. you do is, accordingly, then, you can get rid of the body layer. Then you've got you just your, your over T-shirt. And then, you know, you, you, you're good. It's it, it, Trust you know, me. There is another answer as well. Oh, what's that? You wear a three-piece suit. That, that doesn't work, man. You just take the jacket off, sling it over your shoulder, and you walk very cool and casually, and you've got your waistcoat on as well, just for a little bit of warmth if you need it. You, uh, this, you've just done that for two reasons. One, you've robbed my lair's idea, and two, you wanted to mention waistcoats. You're so fucking see-through, man. And your point is? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a good point there. Is that Carl or, <laughs> Carl or, or, or Guy that's mentioned hoodie can't go wrong? That's a winner. Guy. Yeah, you can't go wrong with a hoodie. Uh, I, I, that's that's one of the essential layers I was mentioning earlier on. Yeah, that's because you think you're a boxer, that's why. Lads, come on. Just, you, ba- you bounce around your home. I, I just... Drink <laughs> faint occasionally. Drinking wine. <laughs> Drinking wine, yeah. <laughs> Have you noticed he's gone from beers to wine? Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I, listen, that can change the drop of a hat. Depends how annoying these uh, podcasts are. <laughs> <laughs> but there's one podcast where you just you just say carry on talking while I get a beer, which was uh, the well, most professional interview technique I've ever heard in my life. I'm so, so bored now. I need a beer. Your your outrage at that was uh, it was more memorable than me asking you to just yeah, yeah. give me a minute while I got a beer. That's right. Yeah, because like, I, I, I asked Cam, does he remember ever Parkinson's living that? You do carry on talking. Yeah, exactly. You carry on talking, Mr. Rally. I'm, I'm just going, going to the bar. I'm just going to the beer fridge. Got a can out. <laughs> Melvin Bragg just saying, just hang on a second. I want to get a nice rosé. I'll be back in a second. 
All right, Melvin. Um, oh, we've got one question left. I don't know what I, I haven't even kept an eye on our timeline here, but I think we're about right. I think we started right. thirteen minutes past. So we're about an hour. We've got one left. Then. So basically, this is going all the way back to the start of our time together as a trio, and I was reminded of. Um, Mr. Branchy's famous story about his loudish, drunken behaviour when he was accosting an innocent EastEnders act. Oh, my favourite. Okay. It's, it's one of one of my favourite stories. Uh, Come here. Come here. <laughs> yeah. I, I, and you know, and what I like about it is, if we're being honest, Cam is quite a gentlemanly fella, and it's so out of character that I love it. Uh, I love the fact that he just goes, "Come here," to some. Some poor, some poor uh, harmless EastEnders actress. So I wondered, Mads, if you had any other drunken shame stories. You know, any time where you've you've probably uh, you've probably made decisions. I, 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 Carl, I think you had one as well in the past. It, it's coming back to me in the back of my mind, uh, where you've probably made a decision you probably would have been better off not making under the influence. I will give you one to start off so you boys can be kicking around your your uh, your answers to this. You well, we know your best one, either. My one? Yeah. What's my best one? Are there any more Doritos? Oh, that is a <laughs> Yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I forgot about that. <laughs> to be fair, I can't blame that on drunkenness. That was just me being completely inept as a as a chatter-upper when I was a younger man. Um, I'm just slightly less inept now. Um, but, but no, my, mine was we went out for a night. I was about 19. And it was a belter of a night. And it was one of those ones where you come back to your hometown and you walk around all the people's houses as you're walking them home. And you're drinking cans at about four o'clock in the morning. Anyway, I just sort of decided I'd sit down in the estate that I went, we went to the last people we dropped off. I said, I'd sit down under a tree. So I sat down under the tree and I, uh, I woke up about three hours later, four hours later, covered in snow uh, and frost. <laughs> and I looked up and I could see that I, I, I must've looked like, 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 like Jack Nicholson in the shining. Right. And I looked across and there was a family who were ushering their children to Sunday Mass. And the mother said, don't look at the man. <laughs> Dang it, man. Oh my God. And I just went, right, that's a low point. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not sure if you've got anything to rival that. If you, we, can, we, we can just end on my shame if you like. <laughs> I, I can't remember the one you're referring to about me. Oh, you definitely had one, man. I've got a few. I mean, there was a, I've got a similar story about I was at a party once in South Wales when I got so drunk that I decided to have a nap on a very high wall and woke up four hours, four or five hours later, like Snoopy on top of his kennel <laughs> in, in, in a storm. That was, that was the, that's the most confused I've ever woke up ever thinking. I have no idea how I got up here. Did you stay in situ? You actually managed yeah. to stay on top yeah. of the wall. Wow. Flying down, looking at the stars, like like you know, like Snoopy does on his kennel. That's beautifully drunken and zen at the same time. I love most, it. A lot of people must have seen me as well. It was preparation. <laughs> Jesus Christ, that's 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 properly impressive, all right. Well, there you come. I think uh, I know you. You don't really indulge that much. You're very. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> You're right, okay. Um, <laughs> very mild mannered chap. You don't get into this kind of debauchery myself and Kapak get up to, but uh, anything you can think of apart from uh, bothering yeah. actresses? I've got bloody loads, but I don't know which one to share. <laughs> I'm trying to think of the least. Yeah, you know what? You've made some bad decisions when I put you on the spot in the past. You do. You <laughs> shared some things like stabbing couches that you don't want to. You don't want to. I'm going to let you write off. I'm going to let you write off the hook here. Cheers, fella. I'm going to let you write off the hook here. And we should start finishing up because we want to keep this to the usual or the uh, proper time. So we should start wrapping up uh, this episode of the Anfield Index podcast. Before we go, it's the usual crack. I'll ask the lads if they've got anything that they want to mention or flag up. Uh, Carl, you should start with yourself. We've had a break on um, some green grass and a ball lately, but I put something up today and it's cheating because. Firstly, it's about Liverpool, uh, which we don't write about, and um, the reason I say that is because we write about Liverpool all the time, so we just, it's for writers who want to write about something else for change. Um, and it's uh, about something that I've already written about. It's the opening chapter of uh, a book I wrote with Tosh McCrony, uh, which Trev's in, called We're Everywhere, Russ. And it's not about football. It's about the opening day of the 2014-15 season against Southampton, we won 2-1. 
And um, it's about the fact that I went to the match with my mate. He's called Jerry in the story. It's not his real name. And the reason he's just old school mate, and we always said we'd go to the game together. And it's a very, very dark story about why I didn't sing for 31 years. And it's worth a read. Oof. Oh, I'm wow. fascinated. That sounds absolutely fascinating. I'm look on my Twitter now. On uh, I'm, I'm, it's, it's, it's a very hard read because something absolutely horrible happened. But uh, it's, um, yeah, it's about why I'm not going to match. Well, I, tr- I tried to I'm say. Ladies, I should say. I tried to sound as if I didn't know what it was about, but obviously I have read it, but I could yeah. heartily recommend that others do the same. Uh, so Carl, you're, Carl's at the Sensi on Twitter, so look that up and you'll find the link. Um, Cam, what about yourself? Uh, two small quotes, if I may. The first one is, believe in yourself. You are braver than you think, more talented, more talented than you know, and capable of more than you imagine. And the second quote, when it rains, look for rainbows. When it's dark, look for stars. You are absolutely patenting these type of quotes now at the end of the day. Uh, uh, the type of stuff that, uh, uh, you'd see on a, on a, on a, a well-being and, 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 uh, you know, positive thinking course. Uh, are they, as usual, just some stuff you've plucked off the interweb, or are they attributed to any one particular person? Uh, no, just plucked off the interweb. The the first one was somebody called Roy T. Bennett. No idea who that is. Uh, the second one was uh, anonymous. I like that. I like that. Well, that's probably, uh, as we say, nice, happy, upbeat note for us to end on. Cause, uh, <laughs> cause don't, don't, don't forget Mars. Don't forget, oh, don't forget Mars, folks. Don't forget Mars. It's a very good Go and have a look. It's outside. It's free astronomy outside. It's, it's actually just over your head, uh, and you can, everyone can, can view it. And also, when you're going out tomorrow, just remember layers. Just wear some layers. <laughs> you know, it's not difficult. It's not fucking difficult. You know, I'm here for you, folks. I love you. On that note, we will finish up with me thanking you in particular. That's you, that one listener that's listening. We love you. Cam particularly loves you. Carl's he can be indifferent, you know. Well, but I, I've got a, I've got a, I've got an avuncular fondness for you as well, and we really do appreciate your support. And I would ask you that you would perhaps tell someone about the show, spread the word about it, and uh, maybe pin us up on your social media or do a little retweet or whatever it is you do. We'd appreciate that very much. I've been Trev Downey. Until we speak to you again, be kind to your fellow Reds. And stay safe out there. Sports Social Podcast Network.